Kia ora tātou wānau, um, you're with Martin Andrews on Wellington Access Radio, 7.83am. Uh, today's guest, we've got Himi Poi, uh, who is the owner and operator of local menswear store, uh, Wakefield Hotel. Welcome, Himi. Yeah, thanks for having me, Martin. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So well, we might as well start at the beginning, Himi. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the shop? And, and Well, let's just start with you. Um, well, what's your background and, and why menswear, you know? Uh, well, I was, I'd been playing rugby. My dream was always uh, becoming a professional rugby player and I was coming to the end of my career and I started to think about things that I wanted to do. Um, I'd always been interested in clothing from when I was pretty young. Just uh, we, we, we always used to call ourselves Māori cowboys. We used to love denim, boots, all things like that. We were obsessed with... Marlon Brando and John Wayne films and and things growing up. So um, those sort of uh, alpha male, yeah, yeah, sure. uh, that type of fashion is what always interested me. And functional. I was always interested in function workwear. Where do you? Uh, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Wellington. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, all around, mostly around uh, Nio. Crofton Downs area. Yeah, yeah, sweet. So you had a bit of a gang of, gang of boys out there, and no, nah, no, nah, I was pretty much a loner when I was young. Yeah, yep. did everything on my own, really. Yeah, spent a lot of time just in the bush. Yeah, okay, uh, sweet. Things like that. Yeah, and a footballer. So you enjoyed yeah. your rugby, eh? Yes, r- rugby was my outlet. Yeah, I think wasn't very good at school. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't uh, didn't have very good experience through through the education system. So yeah, sport yeah. was always like an outlet for me. Probably probably the thing that saved me, actually. I was exactly the same, bro. Terrible yeah. at school, but a good athlete. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was a rugby player as well. So, yeah, um, yeah school school didn't hold much interest for me, eh? No, no. It was Just, very hard yeah. for me to relate at school. The messages were mixed. They were still yeah. teaching us Captain Cook discovered New Zealand. Those were the, mm-hmm. That was the time. Yeah. And the Springboks, should mm-hmm. they, shouldn't they tour. Mm-hmm. It's quite a different place back then. And... Mm-hmm. and uh, particularly difficult for minorities, I think, mm-hmm. in a system like that. So what is your ethnicity? Uh, I'm Māori Pākehā, so yep. my, my father's from the far north and my mother's from Paraparumun. Okay, yep, mm. sweet. So you were you left school and you started to follow uh, your your rugby. You got more serious about football? No, you know, the funny thing was I'd always just played it. I never considered myself a rugby player. I just played sport because mm, I liked it. Mm. Uh, somehow I made it to seventh form. Don't know how or why that happened because uh, I was going to school very little. <laughs> Spent most of my time sleeping in the the rafters in the gym. But um, speaking I, of school, uh, you actually went to school with my flatmate, Rebecca Rebecca James. Oh yeah, you classic. Know, oh yeah, yeah. Well, Bex will know. She'll know a lot of these stories then. <laughs> yeah. True. You can check it all up with her. But yeah, I was pretty. Yeah, yeah. Bex was. Um, she's a good sort. Yeah, man. Um, but Onslow was quite. It was quite a cool school that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it was pretty um, ahead of its time back then. I mean, I went to Rongatai first, and that just that wasn't for me. That was a pretty. Uh, Pretty violent school back then, you know. A lot of lot of issues. Still, the last school in Wellington that was uh, caning kids, and mm. you know, I still remember your parents having to sign a waiver to let them hit you. Mm. So it was quite a quite Is a it, rough so, place. That doesn't happen, obviously. It doesn't, no, it doesn't no, still happen. no, that's yeah. um, that's that's long gone. They were yeah. the last school I think in the area still holding on to that right. to that way. So Onzalo was a breath of fresh air, I guess, in that regard. But still. Still part of an education system that didn't really fit me, so mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Sweet. So yeah, after school. Um, yeah. So, well, well, I, it's funny. I got a, I had a day off to study for bursary, funnily enough, and I came into town and I found a job. I just went into the old employment centre, it was called back then. Yep. I was just looking on the board. Mm-hmm. I found a job and I just never ever went back. I didn't sign out, I didn't turn up again. Yeah, yeah. I just started working. This was working. during your seventh form, yeah. Yeah, just started working the very next day. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you doing? <laughs> I got a job as a porter at the West Plaza. <laughs> it's still there to this day, that hotel. And I tell you, I wish I'd never left that job. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I was really good at it. And I, and I actually loved it. But I, I had to stop. Uh, working in that job because it was shift work and I was also playing representative basketball and so sport was sort of a big yeah, part of my life. Yeah, you're all about the sport, eh? Yeah, and it was, you know, when shift work you can't really do anything else. There's no such thing as a Monday to Friday. Yeah, so right. um, I, I had to end up, I left that job so that I could continue playing sport. And you're, you're talking about a time when things are still amateur. So, mm. you know, it's not like we thought we could make money out of playing sport back mm. then. We just mm. wanted to be good. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. yeah, and I was lucky to, enough to play at a good club. Under a, a, a really good mentor, Scott Crichton, who who played for Wellington for a long time and was an All Black as well, he took a whole lot of us under his wing. Um, Which club was it? Western Suburbs, okay. and we're sort of a ragtag bunch. It was guys. Uh, we're all misfits, really. It was mm. guys from uh, second division schools and yeah. throwaway athletes yeah, from yeah. Puridua. We had, you know, a great friend of mine, Simi Afeta, who was a who became an amazing player, and he's actually gone on to to feature in uh, films in China and first mm. New Zealand-born Samoan yeah. um, to do so. Um, That's the great thing about rugby, though, and sport in general, is um, having that camaraderie of being part of a team. Eh? That, yeah. Look, that was a big thing for me as well. Like. Ab- absolutely. I mean, it was it was tough for me because I never felt like I was part of a rugby culture mm. because I've always had other ideas, other passions, other visions, and I've always been a bit of a loner, so I still... Mm. I, I, I never felt like I fitted in with the rugby fraternity as mm. such. So, you know, I didn't used to drink, for example. Mm. And and back in that day, you had to conform or it was seen as a weakness. I mean, I gave in eventually and then went off the rails. But I, I came back mm. <laughs> to my awesome. senses awesome. quickly. But, yeah, it was still a... At least we were experiencing some success. Mm. And that's the important thing, I think, you know, to have some wins cool, in the man. column. Awesome. To build awesome. confidence. Now let's just jump ahead a little bit. Um, so Wakefield Hotel. Yeah. First of all, tell me about the name, man. How did that come about? Well, it's funny because we'd started doing the shop and I still didn't have a name. And we just, uh, well, well, firstly, the shop is actually um, the former shop of a good friend of mine, Tony from Jam Hair Salon, iconic hair yep, studios sure, around the corner. Sure. Well, funnily enough, um, 20 years or so earlier, Tony had climbed down on the side of the building and stole the sign off the famous Wakefield Hotel that was just up the road, a couple doors up where my father used to drink and fight and <laughs> and he'd stolen it in the middle of the night. And when we're building the place, out the back, I found the sign. Yeah. It was under rubble, it was beat up, it was banged up, but it instantly took me back to a place and I just went, that's the name. Yeah. And so we did the sign-up. But I tell you what, even doing the sign-up had a story of its own. We managed to find a guy who said he could... Uh, recondition the sign so and we needed it in a couple of days 
So we'd organised that. So we went around to pick it up from his workshop, which happened to be um, a car park basement in an apartment building under sea level. Uh, and we turned up at this thing, we're talking about the sign, and all he's done is wrapped it in sellotape. <laughs> and I'm looking at this sign, looking at my builder about to blow, thinking that, man, I'm going to hit this guy. <laughs> and I'll never forget looking at it. And right when we're looking at it, they're thinking all is lost. His partner walks in and she starts going berserk at him mm. for not filling in the papers right for their passport. So it was like something out of a film. We're trying to, and he's he's speaking out the side of his mouth, going, "Honey, I'm trying to do some business here." And it was like I just thought, God, what else could go wrong? But the very next day, he he huffed and he puffed and he said, "Look, you told he could do it like this," and he, he complained. And then the next day, he turned up with it perfect. Couldn't nice, believe it. Nice. So even getting that sign up had a bloody. So where is the sign now? Well, that's it, out front of the building. That's the light box. Beautiful. So that black and pink one. I didn't want it flashed up. It's still faded and looks old. But that's the last original sign of that place. And, you know, that hotel, they used to call it God's Waiting Room. And that's where all the trannies and hookers hung out. Very colourful. Everyone of a certain generation has got a story about the Wakefield Hotel. And I still get people coming in saying they had their 21st there back in 68 or (laughs) or whatever. So I I love... um, you know, things there's a little bit of history more, there, isn't there? A bit more history, a little mm. more meaning once you yeah, once yeah, you sure. once you look a little bit deeper. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, my first thought was that the building itself used to be Wakefield Hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but but no, actually, that, that, that's great, man. It was so it's just the, up the road, eh? Well, it's where the car park was, right? And yeah, that yeah. was demolished. And funnily enough, <laughs> you'll find this funny. I actually. Um, I used to play with and against Mark Ellis um, back in those days too. And Mark Ellis was actually one of the security guards on the Wakefield Hotel when it had been liquidated. (laughs) And it was funny because, you know, he's such a bum. Um, (laughs) People were walking out of that place holding TVs on his watch, you know, while he's around the corner having a smoke. So even the, you know, even the liquidation was even funny, you know. It was such a hard case street. Nice. (laughs) Uh, the first thing that struck me about your shop, um, I, I became aware of it. How long have you been open now? Oh, God, it's about six or seven years now. I remember first mm. noticing it, and I noticed it because everything about the shop is precise, man. Everything, it's clean, It's the, the lines are clean in there. You come in there and it feels like an open space. You're not walking in and it's, you're not bombarded by things. It's like everything, you can tell that everything in there, is, there's thought being put into everything. There's quality about everything. Um, is that is that would you say that reflects your personality? Yeah, like? yeah. There's definitely a reason for everything yeah, I yeah. do, and you know, one of my um, uh, big things is simplicity. Mm, you know, I yeah, love. You can I, see that as soon as you walk in, man. And that was what yep. struck me about your shop, man. Yeah, the yeah. I, I even try to live my life like that. I don't like clutter uh, in mm. terms of thoughts as yep. well. I like my head to be clear. Mm. I like to um, follow things through mm. until they're finished before yeah. I begin something else. So mm. I, I just like living this very simple life. And I think, you know, uh, it's actually a lot harder to pull that off yeah, sure. because there's nowhere to hide. Mm. There's no distractions yeah. to that I can use as an excuse. Mm. I just have to get these things done. It's, I think it's, it's um, a byproduct of growing up without much as well, mm-hmm. you know, having to make do with what you have, or yep. make do with what you have, sorry. Yep, sure. Um, and, and those are the things that have influenced me to this day, and even the design aesthetic for the products that we make, mm-hmm. same thing. And mm. the sourcing of what you stock in the shop, I mean, obviously you take a lot of care with, with what goes in there, so how, what, yeah. how do you choose what you bring into the store to sell? Well, I, I try to work with... with 
people who are sort of philosophically aligned with myself. So, mm, yeah. and that could be on all kinds of levels. I like to. I, I try to build relationships in business the same way I do in my personal life. And, and in my personal life, they're built on things like trust, honesty, love. And those are the same uh, things I like to take into business. So sometimes the product itself might not seem like it fits with what I do, mm-hmm. but the people behind it do. Sure. I'm less about the mm-hmm. end aesthetic yep. as I am about, because I'm thinking about this long-term mm-hmm. journey you know, it's a long road, yeah, yeah, sure, and I sure. like to be on that road with people yeah. who are like me, yeah. and, and have got your back, so yeah. to speak. So, yeah, that's 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 how I select the products that I do. And there's some commercial realities too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got to still sell things mm-hmm. as well. I mean, obviously, my passion is producing products, and that's always been the goal. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, man. And so just just the last thing about Wakefield Hotel, tell us about the shoe that you've designed and are selling. Yeah, well, we started, I mean, I really only set the shop up to get to the next stage, which was to manufacture. My vision and my dreams always been to produce high value goods locally because then we've got an export product. And in my opinion, then we've got a real business. So the (laughs) shop- that's great, man. Yeah, the shop shop is all about practicing and preparing myself for that. I mean- and that's it. And yeah. so the boot was one of the premier products that we, we started making because it's so rare. You know, there's only four people is this left. A, sorry, mm. is this the only product at the moment? No, we make a number of things. Um, leather goods, leather belts. Um, we're doing uh, woolen socks that we make locally and old 60s vintage knitting machines using New Zealand lamb's wool. We're using New Zealand merino and beanies. Um, I've designed some jackets. We're doing uh, natural products now. My wife, uh, Nina, loves aromatherapy, so we've um, produced some of our own natural and almost entirely organic uh, leather wax. We've just done a hair cream. So a whole lot of things that fall under that umbrella of um, controlling the process and trying to source materials locally or that are high quality. I don't mind where I get the materials if they're better someone else, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. The whole point is about that excellence. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to support things that aren't as good sure. as well. But, sure, but sure. a lot of the time we're having to build infrastructure because the things we're doing are new, you know, those, those sort of days are long gone of New Zealanders, you know, manufacturing finished products. Mm. You know, that's very difficult, especially the way we like to do it. So I've had to sit in a lot of sheds and drive down a lot of roads to do it and I'm still on that journey but we've got a we've got a lot of products yeah yeah you know, awesome. design I love this idea that you are you have such a long-term plan and that each each thing that you're doing is part of a longer process you know there, there's thought there and that's fantastic to hear man I love that I love hearing people with an idea and they are uh, they're doing it you know they're executing their plan yeah so uh, yeah yeah awesome bro yeah, so um Tell us about the song you've chosen for us today, Hemi. Oh, well, I chose a song, uh, What's the Time, Mr. Wolf, by South Side of Bombay. Um, that's actually a group that I used to watch up at Stax Nightclub <laughs> back in the early 90s. Before anyone knew who they were, we had friends and associates um, in the group. Um, awesome. And, awesome. and so I, always, uh, I love that song. Nice. All right, well, here we go. Uh, South Side of Bombay with What's the Time, Mr. Wolf.
six o'clock. This morning, this morning, this morning up to dinner. Seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. I'm with you, with you, with the boys. Off the time, Mr. Wolf. Oh, oh, it's Mr. Daddy Long Legs crawling up to the ceiling. The sun don't shine, the sun don't shine, the sun don't shine at all. Mama, Papa say used to go to school. Welcome back. You're here with Martin Andrews on Wellington Access Radio, 7.83 a.m. I'm with the owner and operator of Wakefield Hotel on Cuba Street, uh, Himi Poo. Um, just before we move on, Himi, tell, tell me a little bit about uh, the products that you're making. What, what is the name of the line? What is Last the, and Loom. Last and Loom. And, right. and, and where did this come from? Uh, a last is what we shape the boots on and a loom is what we weave the fabrics on. So we wanted to use this idea of uh, the tools we use without it sounding too crafty like cool, Hemi cool. and Son. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for any of our listeners out there that want to come and have a look at, at your your work, is it just in the store or can they go online? You can look at lastinloom.com 
we, we put up most of our products on there. That's the best way because a lot of that stuff we make to order. Sure, sure. And Wakefield Hotel, what is the address there on Cuba Street? 149 Cuba Street. 149 Cuba Street. Go and check it out, guys. It's a fantastic little store. Now, moving on from Wakefield Hotel, hear me. Um, the thing that got me really interested in getting you in today, I was at home a couple of weeks ago and I opened up my little community paper and there was a photo of this young man, Rongatai First 15, captain I believe, wearing this fantastic t-shirt. And I, was, and I read on a bit more and I realised that it was you that had designed it and you had produced it. So tell me about this thing that you're, you're doing here, Hemian. I understand it's for the boys themselves, is that That's right? right? Yeah, yeah. Another big part of my life is community work and I, I live in the eastern suburbs. So last year I got involved in trying to give back through the college because I thought there was a real need there. Mm-hmm. And the staff and the, the, the teachers there are great. They allow people to come in and help. Um, and so I'd been working with them for a while. And um, to get to the T-shirt more specifically, I I wanted to make something for the boys that was special and that represented them and their communities. Um, the colleges often have coats of arms and Latin words, but it doesn't mean as much to us mm. as they think it does. And I wanted to do something that was actually about us and and my belief about allowing the community and the boys to have a say in defining the culture so that it moves and grows with the community. Otherwise, sure. it becomes irrelevant. So I worked out that the school animal was the bison, an American bull, funnily enough. <laughs> but I had this idea in my head because of uh, another great friend of mine, Andy Tuigamala. He's a great Samoan tattooist, a traditional tattoo, and this really beautiful... Polynesian fusion um, uh, with Asian fusion as well and I thought in my head if we could design the bison fusing all of the cultures uh, in the image that we could create something that they would all relate to Mm. so that's what we did Andy went away and designed it Um, it came up great incorporating Maori, Fijian, Tongan, Samoan culture into the design and then I went to the captain uh, Ezra and I asked him for some words that means something to them I didn't want um, our words or, mm. or or in our language, but but something that means something to the boys mm. in any language, as long as they're theirs. Mm. And he came up with a great saying in Samoan, which basically means that your brothers have your back. And we produced it. I sort of did it as a surprise, and it's incredible. It just took off. It's, it, it did exactly what I wanted it to do. It, it, it became a focal point for the community and others who supported this idea. Mm. And it's really resonated. I was getting inquiries and, 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 and orders from as far away as the US. I was getting text by Manu Samoa players last weekend wow. from the UK. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I tried to set up an Instagram account too for it, so we were getting images of, of people wearing them too. Uh, the main thing is to get the to get the boys to understand that they're part of something bigger mm. and that they can dream mm. yeah, yeah, and that sure, they can take sure. on the world if they want because um, in our community, sometimes our community is actually very small in terms of our life and our experiences. Absolutely, Last yeah, year, yeah. the first 15 went away and it was the first time in four years mm. and they were only going up the road and, and that's how small our world is mm. in that area. So mm. it was about broadening those horizons and sure. um, it's done just that. I wore my T-shirt. Um, I was walking through Pack and Save in Kilburnie <laughs> yesterday, and I felt a sense of pride wearing yes. that thing, yep. man, because 
I knew that not everyone in there was going to know what the T-shirt no. was, but if some of the boys were in there, yeah. they would have seen it and they would have recognised it, you know. So yeah. I being a locally produced T-shirt about, because I live out there as yeah. well, so being able to show my support to those yeah. kids without, you know, going and, yeah, and yeah. approaching them, like That's they right. can see I'm wearing it. Man. Well, and that was the point. It becomes a conversation point it becomes an introduction yeah. to each other we become one one step closer mm-hmm. we don't have to all know each other mm-hmm. but if we're sharing this this symbol this imagery and we're seeing each other around all of a sudden we're bound and that yeah. was the point of of doing this and you know we've we're sort of blue sky thinkers over there we we're, we're coming up with some 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 quite different ideas and ways of approaching the problems in our community, mm. which are really starting to have some some really uh, fantastic benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible to see the support from the community, for example, that the team has now in the school. It's, it's changed things. The the academic standards of, of the players has risen, uh, uh, all areas. It's actually changing the school and the community, this group of young men. And I've got some pretty... Um, out of it ideas for what I'd like to do next year. I'm already thinking. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I look forward to hearing all about it, man. I, I might. I think I might have to get you in again, eh? Because for I sure. feel like that there's there's so many issues that uh, we haven't covered today. Oh, for sure. Unfortunately, we're a little bit out of time mm-hmm. now. Um, so, first of all, the t-shirts. Uh, yep. Can people order them online? People can cut, order them. They just can come and see us at the shop or yeah. just drop us a line. I would um, say for people to come in and yeah. uh, come yeah. in, meet you, yeah. uh, order a T-shirt. For but sure. sorry, where would they get them for from online? Uh, they can just um, go... Facebook? They, yeah, they can go to our Facebook, Wakefield Hotel, yep. um, or, or even our website, wakefieldhotel.co.nz. And if you need anything, all you've got to do is email me. All my details are there. We're, we're producing products like that all, all the time. So... You know, we and we go up to five XL. Some big <laughs> fellas over there in the states who are wearing some of our tees around. Awesome, awesome. So there you go, Fano. Um, that is Himi Pu of Wakefield Hotel. You can uh, get in touch there. Facebook, uh, Wellington. Sorry, WakefieldHotel.co.nz. That's the one. And lastandloom.com. Uh, thank you, everyone. That was Martin Andrews for Wellington Access Radio, seven eighty three AM. And uh, we'll be back 